Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Asif Khan and Abriana Lopez. All right, we are back with your favorite podcast of the week. This is This Week in Location-Based Marketing, episode number 389. Abriana, how are you this week? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. It's getting uh, cold up here, though. It's starting same to Same here. Cold. It's yeah. been getting down to like 30 degrees at night, and that's a little bit colder than we would expect, and it's been raining and kind of a yucky way to start off the week, but um, yesterday was cold but beautiful, so we had a nice weekend. There good. you go. Yeah, but uh, other than that, everything's good, besides the uh, the weather turning, so... Yeah, um, and I'm finally getting caught up on uh, all the post-retail loco uh, stuff and just, yeah, sort of back to normal. But, uh, you know, we're gearing up for, we have uh, a week of events at the end of the month uh, in Europe. Uh, we're doing four events, four cities and four nights. Yeah, so uh, I think it's Paris on the um, 26th of November, uh, London on the 27th, uh, Brussels on the 28th, and Amsterdam on the 29th. So lots of chapters You're, going crazy. It's like a band. You're it's like, like a, a traveling band. band. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I just need roadies, <laughs> though. That's it. <laughs> to carry all my stuff. Yeah. 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 There, there you, you go. go. Anyhow, but uh, yeah, things are good. Things are good. And we've got a good show for you uh, this week. We have uh, three industry news stories, three member news stories, and a little bit of a uh, promotion in the middle this week. So I'll let Abriana start it off with her industry news. All right. Well, I'm kicking it off with some taxi news. Um, so this is a new partnership that was announced with a company called Listener. I believe we have sp spoke of them before on the show. And then Ride Yellow, and Ride Yellow is a taxi um, app that is used mostly in Southern California, um, well, California in general, but also a little bit in, in uh, Florida. But what they have done now with their um, app is by, by partnering up with Listener, they're allowing peer-to-peer -peer payments. Um, so what this is interesting is like when you think of how are they differentiating themselves from like an Uber or a Lyft, right? Well, Uber and Lyft, um, they don't have the ability to have like walk-up service or ride-hailing capabilities, whereas a taxi does, and a lot of people still like that, you know? And so now what they can do is they have payment options through the Ride Yellow app um, and the listener uh, capabilities that they've added. So a user now can hop into a cab, um, and then they can just open up their app and then use what they call ultrasonic data transmission. Um, so basically their app can connect to the to the taxis app um, and the and the and the vehicle and just get all that information and then pay make a payment there. So you can have your payment of choice. You can choose beforehand, like if you are going to order a taxi through the app, then you can say like, hey, I want to pay cash, but I'm going to order this, or I'm going to use my Apple Pay or whatever it may be. So. Listener has what they call proprietary tones. So the Ride Yellow app will send like the vehicle number to a passenger's app, um, making sure that it's you know the correct pairing for the trip and all of that is kind of taken care of on the underlying side of this app. So it's pretty cool, and you know it's built upon National Taxi Service. Um, so they have like the dispatch and the cashiering platform and all of that stuff that's been completed, and then they just did the listener integration. So. Um, if you're in California or Florida, you should definitely check this out. If you um, are constantly using, you know, Uber or Lyft, maybe give it a shot and see if it's a better um, experience. I mean, I think that some of 
the uh, pluses may be that that taxis have been doing this for a long time. Uh, you may have a better driving experience or riding experience. They may know where they're going a little bit better than um, just somebody who's following a map. Um, so I don't know, you know, everybody kind of has their niche and I think this is really interesting and I think it's a smart thing that they're doing because now they're kind of bringing the, the taxis like back into, you know, this, this day and age. So, um, yeah, I think this is, this is a great partnership. Yeah. Um, so I agree with, I think pretty much everything you said. Um, the, for, I'm, I've always been a big fan of listener, uh, their leadership, Rodney, uh, you know, that guy, he, he's such a great speaker and just so charismatic, uh, you know, when he gets on stage and talks about, he's, he's just passionate about what they do. And, you know, the tech, from a technology perspective, listener's been at it for a while. You know, they, um, came out early on with this ultrasonic, um, capability for for communication um and initially we're back in the same sort of area uh you know that shopkick is so if you remember when shopkick launched uh back in you know in the days in retail uh you know they had sort of a, a an ultrasonic beacon type technology instead of standard bluetooth beacons it would use uh high you know frequency sound waves that the microphone on your device can pick up and listener kind of launched around the same time was doing something similar but they realized you know, like we need to find our unique application. And for them, you know, they, over the last couple of years, they've kind of moved this into the payments uh, area. And so this is a great example of kind of actually putting that to use and, and team in teaming up with Ride Yellow. What I love about it is, is that, as you said, it, it's, you know, it's different than Uber and Lyft uh, in that, uh, you know, the taxi, traditional taxi industry has kind of, you know, they've lost a lot of business, they've suffered because, you know, what Uber and Lyft brought to the market was that ease of use, that simple, I book the thing, it's linked to my credit card in the app, you know, I get in the car, I get to where I need to get to, I get out of the car, I never have to do anything, I don't have to pull a credit card out of my wallet, I don't need to do anything else, it's just all seamless. And in a lot of ways, you know, how can the taxi market sort of stay relevant and compete with that? They got to have seamless payment. I mean, that's just makes sense right in, in order to compete and so uh, they could do it with an uber like or lyft like system or they can do it with something like this and i think you know this is a little bit unique a little bit different so uh i look forward to seeing how this partnership plays out i know listeners got a number of other uh use cases uh, around their ultrasonic uh, technology but uh really really cool um stuff uh, and i'd like to see that they've kind of found their niche in payments there you, go. there you go. All right, on to our second story. So, um, for most of us who are at least of our age, um, well, Aubrey is a lot younger, uh, but yeah. anyhow, um, you may re uh, remember the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise back in the day, uh, where you know he was walking around the streets and these billboards, digital billboards, were uh, he was coming in contact with would uh, sort of react to um, using facial recognition and using other technologies knowing who he was and personalizing the message on the screen and sort of, you know, like sort of really kind of speaking to what was going to be location-based marketing where we are today. And all of that technology, all that stuff is real and happening and and uh, becoming part of our, our everyday lives. And so there's a company called uh, Bid, uh, I don't know if you, I, I like to say Baidu, but it's it's not Baidu, it's it's uh, uh, by or do I don't know how you how you pronounce this thing I was but, thinking Bidu Bidu okay it's B-I-D-O-O-H and I apologize to the guys from this company if I'm like totally messing up their thing but their digital out of home platform so 
you know, digital out of home, um, you, you know, network. Um, and, and it's B-I-D-O-O-H is how you spell it. Doesn't matter how you spell it. What they're doing is really amazing. So they've just uh, announced a deal to uh, deploy 10,000 of these minority report type screens that are powered by facial recognition technology um, that can interact with you know people walking by, passing by, uh, and they're doing this in South Korea. Um, so you know what what blew my mind around this sort of like right off the bat was. You know, here's you, you, when you think about South Korea, you think about companies like Samsung and you know, uh, just high tech in general, right? Like, and you know, I'm like, well, don't they already have this? Apparently, they don't. Like, so they're rolling out ten thousand screens across the country, uh, in bookstores, corporate offices, shopping centers, uh, and they're using this platform to to kind of power it. And what's really cool about the platform is is that it, it's it basically. Uh, they have this little box, uh, kind of like a, I guess it's like a, some sort of media player uh, connectivity type of box, uh, which contains the cameras and the AI to power the content. Um, and it plugs into the HDMI port on any screen. So it doesn't matter if you've got a big Samsung 15-inch screen is, is what you're using in your bookstore. Um, you, can, you can turn it into one of these things uh, where it can be responsive to, to the people going by. Um, you know, and interact with them based on age, based on gender, you know, whatever the, the, the sort of things that you want to tailor based on. So um, I, this is huge to have that level of uh, number of screens that they're planning to roll out. Um, they say there's already 2,000 screens in operation. They're adding 8,000 more to bring it to the total of 10,000. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, and they're doing this in other countries as well. They've got uh, relationships. They're from the UK. They're from Manchester. Um, and um, they're, they've signed other deals where they're rolling this out in the Czech Republic and Romania um, and, and other places in Central Europe. So, um, yeah, I, you know, we, I look forward to seeing all these things and kind of roll out and, and living in a minority report world. But uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I find this super interesting. I wonder, like, I just want to know what the ads are going to be as they have this facial recognition. Is it going to be like, yes, Karen, you should break up with him? Or is it going <laughs> to be like, <laughs> like, it's a female, so let's, you know, show her makeup products. Like, how generic or how specific is it going to be? Um, but yeah, I mean, this is where we've we've been talking about the direction of advertising going this way. And, um, you know, I think that what's creepy versus what's helpful and useful and applicable and contextual um, is going to vary based upon um, location or culture and things of that nature. So I think that South Korea is probably a great place for this to roll out and see how um, how it scales there before it goes anywhere else. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to a story that I am not so excited about, but it's uh, called Talking Jars, and this is about marinara sauce or Alfredo sauce or whatever Italian sauces that are you know pre-made. Um, and it's Francesco Rinaldi. It's a brand that's been around, I think, for about 40 years. I actually am surprised I haven't heard of it because I feel like I've bought about every single pasta sauce available, especially in the organic um, region. But so what what Francesco Rinaldi has done is they are using AR, the, you know, finding its AR voice is what they're saying um, through an app. So they created this app and basically um, you can, I guess, like use AR. You look at the jar and the jar talks to you. It speaks in an Italian accent as, you know, Mrs. Rinaldi. It delivers a variety of product messages, whether it's promoting the Alfredo sauce or 
um, the organic pasta sauces or a new sustainable packaging that they have on their jars. Okay, uh, this is a very short story because to me, this is not worth it. Um, I feel like this is probably an app that only the employees are going to download. I can't imagine downloading a pasta sauce app. Like, I just need the sauce and I need to make my dinner. Like, I don't need to sit there and play with an app. I don't know. I just, like, the process of thinking here for me is just not really doing it. Like, maybe if it was, um, you know, maybe if there was a story behind it, a little bit more of a story, but just hearing, you know, somebody talk about their jar and their packaging in an Italian accent, like, I, I don't know, maybe if it was saying like, Hey, here's where the tomatoes are processed or here's our workers or here's our story. And here's a family member and whatever that might be. Um, I feel like that would be so much more interesting. And furthermore, you definitely don't need an app to do any of this. I think that you could probably do this either inside of another app or, um, maybe through something via Facebook, but, um, I don't know, this is just kind of a waste of time for me personally. Um, but I will give kudos to a pasta sauce brand, um, for trying to do something hip and, um, this generation with AR. That's all I got. Yeah. I, I mean, unfortunately I, I don't have, uh, a lot to add to this because I, like, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think it's, it's a, um, you know, the technology is out there. Let's find something to do with it. Um, but I, I don't know who's going to download this thing. Like, I mean, that's the challenge I have. You know, maybe it's the employees, like you say, maybe it's, you know, like the, the, the loyal following of, uh, you know, Francesco Rinaldi brand. Uh, but uh, this isn't like, you know, some of the other stories we've talked about with AR activated in bottles, like, you know, with liquor companies or where you get, you know, cocktail recipes, recipes and all this kind of stuff coming with it. Um, you know, I, I struggle with this one. I, I think that if they if they did this in combination with some sort of social media contest or play to kind of try and drive downloads or, you know, win a trip to Italy, um, you know, and meet the Rinaldi family or, you know, whatever, like something that kind of helps really drive engagement around this, then other than expecting, you know, that, you know, because there's something on the bottle, people are going to download it. Like, I don't know, I, it seems like a lot of work. For, for, for people and I'm not sure what the the value is to them, right? Like if you're gonna use these technologies, there's you, there's gotta be a value exchange. Like what am I getting by taking time out of my busy day to go and, you know, do the AR on this on this bottle? Now if it's you know, if it's I'm entered into a contest when I download this thing and, you know, I get, you know, uh, you know, some sort of engagement with the brand and, you know, whatever, like okay like like to me this it has to be a multi-tiered campaign the ar in the bottle you know being one piece there's got to be something on social media whether that's facebook or instagram or twitter or snapchat or whatever it is that they're doing um you know you need to integrate these things together and maybe they are and we're just not aware of it but i think on the story of the bottle itself um you know talking to you the, the living jar um on its own yeah, I, I don't i don't i don't think it's going to go very far so it. All right. So that's our three industry news stories. Sorry, sorry to be the downer there. Um, um, I think Mrs. that was me. Rinaldi. We, we apologize, <laughs> Mrs. Rinaldi. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, you, you can do better. That's, that's the reality. Um, so that's our three industry news stories for this week. We're going to shift gears now 
And just, I, I just wanted to uh, do a special promotion. Uh, one of, so one of our members, uh, which is IKEA out of Sweden, we've all heard of them. Um, they have a, um, a competition going right now. Um, so if you're a startup out there and you've ever wanted, you know, to work with IKEA and have them, uh, you know, as a customer, uh, now is your chance. They have a something called uh, IKEA Startup Bootcamp. This is the second time, uh, as I'm aware, that they're running this. They're doing this in collaboration with a company called Rainmaking. Uh, and the bootcamp itself will run from March to June. But the application process to, uh, you know, kind of come into the selection uh, committee and, and kind of, you know, be considered, uh, you have to apply between now and December 31st, midnight on December 31st, Central European time. Uh, is the deadline. And it's all about co-creating for a better everyday life. So this isn't purely about location tech or anything like that, but it's about what can what can we do? What can IKEA be doing? And how can you work with IKEA to create just better day lives for, for, for people, whether that's, you know, around environmental stuff, whether that's around food, whether that's around building materials, whether, whether that's around, you know, store technologies or, or in-store experience. Um, uh, so it, it's it's kind of all encompassing, but it, it's really you know about just making people's lives better. That's what they're going for. And if you're selected to come into the uh, to the boot camp, um, good news in in that uh, they'll provide um, you know some uh, some accommodation for you, uh, some travel uh, assistance. Uh, you you get office space to, you know in uh, in their uh, where, where they're hosting this in their head office, and um, which I think is in. Uh, Almut, um, Am Amholt. Sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Amholt uh, uh, region. Um, so yeah, it's um, you know now's your chance. So just you can go to ikeabootcamp.rainmaking.io uh, to check it out. So that's again that's ikeabootcamp one word dot rainmaking.io to uh, to sign up and see if you can get selected for the IKEA bootcamp. Sounds like a good opportunity. Yeah, I like it. Always, always like these type of, um, I don't know, these initiatives to get people like thinking and creative and um, when there's like a specific purpose for it, especially something like, I don't know, uh, positive impact on the planet. Yeah, and, and just to give you some ideas, like so they did this, as I said, this is the second year. It went really well last year. Um, they Some of the people, companies that were selected, uh, they had this company called Flying Spark, Um which makes protein from fruit, fruit fly larvae um, that they, they brought in. Um, they had this other Swedish company that's doing water recycling uh, as an add-on for washing machines. Um, so that's kind of interesting. They had an, a UK company who has a paint-on sensor um, technology. Um, so that's kind of cool. Like think about things like beacons. What if you could paint them onto things? That'd be cool, right? Um, you know, it'd be, it, yeah. it's interesting, right? Like if you can, if you can sort of reinvent, uh, you know, the world, like just to make people's lives simpler and easier and, and, uh, you know, more beneficial. So there you go. Ikea. That's awesome. They, they want, they want your ideas. Go get them. <laughs> All right. So that's our, uh, our special promotion for this week. We're going to shift over to our member news now. And I'm excited to talk about our first story which is our good friends uh, at Reveal Mobile uh, last week announced a new platform simply called Visit. 
Um, so it's their uh, Reveal Mobile's visit platform. And, um, you know, this is a, it's, it's, it's basically, you know, sort of a culmination of months of kind of working and uh, taking a lot of components of, of their uh, existing platform, their technology, and, and adding to it to kind of bring us to where the industry is at today, which is a massive demand uh, within the media buying and, and brand uh, community for location-based measurement and analytics. And that's really what this is, this is all about. This is about powering digital sales teams, retailers, brands, media buyers with easy to understand location analytics um, and audience builders and audience segmentation type of tech uh, capabilities. And so, um, and in addition to that, they've built in uh, connectivity to uh, social platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Snapchat. Um, so, so you know, if you're looking for kind of uh, another another player to consider around location-based analytics um, and foot traffic measurement and and to do segmentation, uh, and you want social connectivity to that, um, you know, this 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 might be a fit. And they also uh, they said that uh, they've announced integrations to audience marketplaces as well, including Coachava, AdSquare, PushSpring, and BDEX. Um, so it, it, it's pretty robust. They've got a great partner network that they've built over the years, uh, and are obviously coming into this uh, into this visit platform. But um, yeah. Awesome. Yes, I think that that's um, a perfect place for Reveal to be. And um, I mean, yes, I love the team, the guys over there. They always do a great job and they're certainly genuine and nice people. So um, I wish them the best with that. But I think this is a great uh, space for them to be and they have the right set of partners to uh, to do this with for sure. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, and the one thing I'll say about these guys, in addition to kind of the announcement around this is, you know, they're over the last year we've you know you and i've talked a lot on the show the industry has been really uh you know pressing for better data quality uh more transparency around this data and i think i think uh the more we move uh to kind of correcting some of the issues in the industry platforms like this become really important and i think i know reveal it, that's a key issue key topic for them that's that's always top of mind in in, in the data transparency side so uh, expect that this visit platform, you know, will go uh, a long way, uh, at least from their perspective, uh, in in kind of pushing and supporting for that. So, congrats to to the reveal guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, kind of on the same topic in terms of visiting places, Foursquare has decided they want in on the attribution action. And so they are getting into TV ad measurement. Um, and one of their, I guess, um, you know, spearheading customers is Subway. And um, so what they're trying to do, obviously, is link ad exposure on television um, to a purchase or a response to the ad, uh, which typically is a in-store visit, right? Um, so, um, you know, this could give TV ad networks the ability to charge premium for certain spots or certain um, audiences and things like that. And they're working with uh, a partner, Inscape, to bring this to reality. So Inscape works with advertisers and they provide a lot of the audiences and the insights. So they analyze and target and do all of that stuff. Um, and so I think this is interesting. But again, this is like another company just doing the same things. Foursquare definitely has um, I would say a fair amount of market share in terms of, um, attribution and, and being kind of, um, a player in this space and, and measuring the ad measurement. Um, but you know, I, I don't know that they're necessarily going to do it better than the next 
the next person. But I think this is very interesting. And, and, you know, the, the good thing about Foursquare is that with, with, uh, coupling it with check-in data, I think you kind of have an elevated, um, measurement statistic, right? So people who check in within a specific area, um, obviously would be a higher valued customer than somebody who was just seen in the generic area, um, of where that subway store may be. Right. Uh, so I think Foursquare has the ability to do that and kind of differentiate that a little bit, which is very interesting. Um, so that what I, that, that's what I would say would be maybe like a little bit of a, um, competitive advantage for them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's not new, right? There's definitely a demand out there for, uh, attribution around the, especially around linear TV right now. And, you know, the ad spend that's going on there. Um, we we've covered you know several stories over the years uh in this in this area i mean companies like as wide a field as, as shazam you know for example would embed uh audio signals in tv commercials link them to their app look for when people kind of you know uh like they'll store you know sort of watermark that thing in the app whatever that ad was for when people are near that store or in that store, you know, resurface, uh, you know, the information so that th there's one way to do it there. In this case with the Foursquare Inscape partnership, this is based on a consumer panel that Inscape has. So in a lot of ways, similar to uh, the work that Placed was doing uh, prior to the acquisition by Snap. Um, so, but obviously in this case tied directly to TV. So I think there's, there's huge demand for this. People want to know you know, are, you know, are, are there TV ads actually working these days? Um, you know, because there's a lot of competition for, for those ad dollars and, you know, TVs is holding their own, I would say, but, you know, increasingly is, is under the, the microscope for, uh, for measurement and, and accuracy and performance. So I think, uh, partnerships like this make sense and and we're going to see more of those i know place iq also does uh work in the tv uh measurement space so you know there's several players who are who are playing around this and and um you know i i think this is a logical move for foursquare uh to get into this space um they have great data they're you know they have one of the biggest uh, data sets out there in terms of place data and being able to match that up in terms of attribution to to ads uh coming from tv makes sense so there you go. All right, our final story this week uh, is about our, uh, our good friends at Kroger. And they have launched uh, some voice assistant ordering uh, capabilities. So customers can interact with their Kroger grocery cart pickup uh, via Google Assistant uh, voice app. So basically through iOS or Android uh, and other Google Assistant devices, uh, you can simply say, Hey Google, uh, into your device and, um, you know, kind of assist with your, uh, your grocery order and pickup. Uh, they currently only have this running on a few of the Kroger banners. So it's running on, uh, Fred Meyer, Fry's Food and Drug, QFC, King, Supers and City Market and Ralph's. Um, so I guess it's not running on Kroger proper. I maybe, I don't know. Um, but all these other brands that they own, um, I guess t test on the smaller market, uh, brands and, and see how those play out. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they said it's going to roll out to other, uh, other parts of their, um, their network, uh, uh, throughout next year, 2019. Um, you know, I think this makes sense. We're seeing lots of grocery, uh, players in particular embrace voice, uh, ordering and voice technology. Uh, we talked about target, for example, a little while ago doing the very first couponing over voice activation. Um, you know, uh, Peapod is getting into this space. Uh, Whole Foods is experimenting uh, with uh, Facebook Messenger and chatbots. You've got, uh, 
you know, lots of players playing with this and it's a big market. We've, you know, at, at retail local a couple of weeks ago, we talked about kind of the role that voice is playing and you know, we had, um, you know, the, the, the presentation uh, from Jessa on the chatbot uh, uh, discussion, which was fascinating. And then we had the, the, the um, location based search panel talk about kind of how voice is, is becoming a big part of what they're doing as well. And, and so just to throw stats out there, uh, new research uh, from a firm called OC and C strategy consultant says voice shopping is expected to reach $40 billion by 2022 up from only 2 billion today. So that's, that's the growth path that you have uh, ahead around voice and Kroger's getting in on it. Yeah, I think that voice makes a lot of sense in the grocery um, industry. I mean, you have like Alexa making lists for you all the time. So why not just have something that you can make a list and go ahead and place that order, whether it's for pickup or delivery or whatever it may be. I think that's a perfect place for um, the grocery industry to, to play in. Um and, and um, I think that those numbers associated with it should encourage anybody that's in that area to want to get involved and do their, their due diligence and research um, in that, in that uh, growing market as well. So There you go. So that's our show for this week. Three industry news stories, three member news stories, uh, and an opportunity for startups out there who would like to work with IKEA to get involved in applying through their boot camp. Um, you've been listening to This Week in Location-Based Marketing, episode 389. We will be back next week with 390, ever approaching closer to the 400 number. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, if you've got feedback, if you've got ideas for stories, reach out to us. Uh, if you want to criti- criticize or praise, uh, you can you can do that too on uh, on uh, any of the social channels, really, Twitter, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff, we're, we're available. And uh, yeah, keep listening, keep watching, and uh, we'll be back next week with, uh, with 390. Bye. Bye.